<gasps> is this Ra? Uh, no, but Ra is also a game. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, this is Stax and I have no idea what's gonna happen. <laughs> no. uh, welcome to Random Levels Podcast. Alright. And um, for so I guess I'll find I'll be finding out what the topic is in a few seconds with uh, Rach's introduction. So Rach Oh, I'm also here with Ren and Tracy by the way. Hello. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, good save. Yeah, by yeah, yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As an aside. So okay. take it away, Rach. Okay, so Tax, welcome to the fourth episode, right? Okay. Yes. Welcome to the fourth episode. It's about historical mythology. Yes, so welcome also to the listeners. I have to introduce actually the certain topic uh, because there are some things that I would like to clarify and offer uh, both Tax and the listeners. So games of historical mythology for us right now are going to be based on real-world mythologies. Uh, they do not include those that were just made because of the games. So for this episode, we're going to do those based on Greek, Japanese, etc. mythologies. The second that I have to let you know is that there is a route that we would like to take for this episode. For both video games and board games, we'll start with those based muna on Western mythology, we'll move to those based on Eastern, and then to those based on our own country's myths. So it's of course good for us to have info about the Philippines, as that can be part of our goal, especially for this episode. So, can we start? Does any one of the hosts want to start with a Western game? Sure, sure, I'll do it. Uh, we've got first up for Western historical mythology games is a board game. And it's one what that we have. Is? And I think we've played it a fair number of times. It's Santorini. Oh, uh, Santorini. Has everyone played that? I twice think I played it only once or day? twice. Yeah. <laughs> twice in one day. Ah, oh, that's everyone still twice. Is confused. So for those who don't know it, it's actually a really cute, very, very simple <laughs> game. Um, it's one of those abstract type games and it's building and worker movement. You basically have a grid and you have workers on the grid. Each player takes their turn uh, moving the worker and the worker has to do two things. Move, so move away from the square they're in on the grid and build, which is put a building block on a space adjacent to where their worker is. It's okay. inspired by the city of Santorini. You know that where they do the Red Bull parkour challenge yeah. thing? Yeah. I think that's there. Right, right. Yeah, so it's set in Santorini with all those nice blocky towery sort of buildings with blue domes on top. I'm sure the listeners, you know this. It's in your subconscious. <laughs> I, I appreciate how you use dome instead of ball. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly a dome. Yes. I, I think I, it's I, more proper I, to call it a dome instead of ball. I could have, I could have it called it a half ball. <laughs> would, you have preferred, would you have preferred it if I called it a half ball? I don't think anyone prefers that. <laughs> okay, no half balls. So it's an abstract worker movement building game. And the point is you build one of those structures. It's got three levels. And then the first person to put their worker on top of that structure wins the game. It's really super simple. But there are other special rules to keep that from happening. Like you can cap the building with a dome, thereby not allowing another player to put their worker on it and win. So you can block them. You can move up and down. That's a different set of movements also. You can okay. move up and down the building and stuff like that. Where the gods come in is actually really interesting. So you have those set rules and the gods are in the form of cards that allow you to break or bend or completely change the rules 
or win oh. conditions. So you, yeah, you can force moves from other players. You can deny other players the moves that they wanted to make. You can change some rules, like instead of doing this thing, which is not allowed, you can do something else. Or you could straight up change the win condition. Like instead okay. of just landing on the top floor of the thing, you could win by, I think, going down three levels instead or something like that. Two levels. Two levels, sorry. Going down two levels or you get additional actions. So it's not necessary to play the core game. In fact, I think it was an add-on later in a subsequent version. But it's interesting enough that it changes the game because each time you play it, you can get a different god and the other players have to watch what win condition you're you're doing now because of your god. Okay. It's cute. Yeah, it's not exactly pivotal. I mean, the abilities that they grant are sort of kind of related I guess. And they're not all gods. Yeah. Some are titans and some are monsters. Like the Minotaur uh-huh. is in there. I think right. Atlas is in there. But they give you like yeah, b- different powers. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of cool. I remember I remember playing that my character I think was... I think her name was Bia. I would kill anyone. <laughs> you you <laughs> could kill anyone next to you. <laughs> wow. You could step on a tile with a, with a player's worker and the worker will die. Yep. <laughs> Whoa, amazing. Yeah, chest style. You're one worker short. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that sucks. Okay. So uh with you having that goddess, did you win? Did I win? Tax did I win? I think there was, there was I think one game you did. I think I did. You could totally eliminate a player from the board, is that yeah, right? Yeah, but like since they only concentrate on one character, they just try to get away from me. <laughs> oh, that's true, it's a big enough board. Yeah. Uh, and also it's that Everyone in that game is aware of Tracy's movement yeah. range. Yeah. So yeah, you, it's okay. not a secret. <laughs> it's um, shared knowledge, right? So everyone is trying to build away from Tracy while at the same time they're not allowed to keep Tracy from you know building her own stuff. Okay, Tracy, do you want to know why everyone was scared of you? <laughs> because I just searched for it and Bia is the goddess and she's personifying force yeah. and power. There we go. <laughs> so, of course, I guess everyone was against it and you know... Basically, she just kills everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, some of the abilities that were a bit like the levels of power and the god powers were like so not balanced but that's fine it, it's not it's not broken be. though i mean you still have the same win conditions and someone else with a with a more a simpler win condition has their own chance of winning right yeah but i would think like the one of pan is too unfair where you just have to drop too high yeah yeah wow. i saw that and that is kind of i never got to play pan but i didn't even know it was in there because we haven't played it enough times uh, but <laughs> I, honestly i believe i usually remove it in the from the pool <laughs> <laughs> Sabotage. <laughs> because it's so boring. You're forced to play around the fact that he can't be on a height 2. So you'll be forced to build around one height. Stop. You can't cap a building that isn't 3 yeah. blocks yet, can you? Unless you have the god that does allow you to do that. Which was yep. Atlas? I think it was Is Atlas. it Atlas? I forget, yeah. Okay, that's my one ancient Western. mythology <laughs> Western board game does anyone have anything else doesn't have to be like super western it's 2020 the world doesn't see through that lens anymore Uh ideally ah is this wonders (laughs) can i just go quickly into seven wonders just like a few lines on it (laughs) yes because yeah just yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) so so seven wonders is a drafting game you play as a civilization with one of the seven wonders of the ancient world pyramids of giza Hangards of Babylon, stuff like that. It's immense fun, but it can't really be played 
by two people at a time. There's a mechanic for playing it with two people, but it sucks. So we've never... I've owned the game for years and I've never played the two-player variant. So they went on and made Seven Wonders Duel, which is exactly a two-player variant of Seven Wonders with different gameplay. Okay, so Tracy, the floor is yours. <laughs> Seven just a few lines. Yeah. Seven <laughs> Wonders is very close to my heart. It's the first game I played with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you played that with us. Yeah, with uh, you Exactly, Rach and I. You specifically. Yes. I was asking you, right? Like, yep. hey, do you want to play? What is this game? <laughs> you picked up really fast. I remember that's what we talked about after. Hey, this Tracy lady is smart. <laughs> wow. This girl is smart. <laughs> she must be a teacher or something. <laughs> and we were like, let's keep yeah, her. Yeah, we should keep her. Someone yeah. locked the doors. Oh, no. <laughs> and she never left. Yeah, I never for the, left. For the listener, she, she literally never left. Yeah, okay. So, anyway, so, so Tracy hit it. Let's talk about Duel. Um, how long has Duel been around? I don't know. Tax, would you know? <laughs> I actually don't know, but yeah, it's been around for a while. There's actually a second expansion. Yeah, I just read about that. So this first one, uh, Dual, is it's the full title is Dual Pantheon. So obviously, it focuses on yeah, it focuses on like pantheons. <laughs> That's why it's Dual <laughs> Pantheon. Um, so yeah, it's the two-player variant of Wonders that uses a theme of pantheons instead of the usual Wonders. <laughs> <laughs> Civilizations, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, so there, it focuses on five. There's there's Greek, Roman, Egyptian, Mesopotamian, and Phoenician. And each mythology focuses on specific mechanics that are pretty relevant to the powers of each of the deities. And I think per pantheon there are like three. We haven't played this in three a while. Three gods that that are in the <laughs> that are in the game. Yeah, three gods okay. per per mythology. So cool. okay. 15 okay. In, in total. Yeah. So each one focuses on particular powers. So let's say the Roman gods, there's Mars, Minerva, and Neptune. Yes. They focus on war. Yeah. Yeah, they focus on It wasn't war. Uranus? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no. Uh, Phoenician gods focus on economy. So stuff like that. Um, and there are three different ways to win it. It's by points, by war, or by science. Okay. And often we go those latter two routes. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. That's not true. Says you. <laughs> I think for me, for example, I always sort of try to make up for whatever it is that yeah I can do or something. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's how it's supposed to be played. But yeah, um, your tactic will kind of inform you of the kind of deities you'll need to acquire throughout the game. So if you notice that you have a chance to get more of the science cards, then you can probably win by science. Or if you're like me, you can win by war and just focus on getting war points. <laughs> the first thing she said about gods and goddesses today, it was Bia. And then now she comes back to war in this other board game. I think we all kind of know what Tracy is like in real life. We see a trend here. <laughs> yeah, we see a trend. There is a trend. My keen analytical mind senses a pattern for me. <laughs> With the fondness of the color red. Everyone, please be careful <laughs> of Tracy. Wait, but Duel doesn't play like the original Seven Wonders. It's not a drafting game. It still it kind of is, yeah. Um, okay. It plays pretty similarly in that you have three ages. So, except that right. rather than just like cards that you pass around, they're set up on the board in different patterns. And you take cards alternately from that board to grant you like money or resources or what's whatever. The, what, yeah, what's the 52 card? card game like that on the PC 
Spider Solitaire? No. No, not free It's like it's like that Mahjong game that you that that's bundled with the PC where you yeah. pick up cards and they uncover other cards that yeah, can then be picked up yeah. subsequently. Yeah. Yeah. If you the the listener um, if you're interested in it, just Google a picture of it. And the moment you see the board layout, you'll you know exactly know. what we're talking about. Yep, exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but it pretty much plays, like, the, the the base game in terms of, like, counting the points. So, you get points for each different kind of, like, science token. Or you get points per civics cards and so on. Right. Yeah, it's, it's much quicker than the base game, too. And the base game is pretty fast, I mean, already, once you know how, but this is even faster. Oh, yeah. The thing is, though, something that I've felt playing this game is that playing the original Seven Wonders doesn't really translate into playing this game. Because uh, really? Yeah, I, okay. I think I've won, I've played it a few times, and I've won once. Right. In Duel. Oh, yeah. Um, For, for me, well, the way I see it is that since I've played Seven Wonders... The original one. Yeah, the original, the non-dual version. Yeah. Like, I didn't have to thoroughly understand the rules of dual because, mm. like, a lot of the fundamentals of Seven Wonders was there. Like, blue like, cards are straight points, red cards are yeah. war, green yeah, cards like are science. How to buy right. stuff, how, how to buy stuff if you're missing certain yep. goods, stuff like that. So, a lot of the concept of Seven Wonders, the, the original game, mm. is there in dual. But definitely, it is a different game altogether, even though... There are rules that uh, that are picked up from the original draft game. Yeah, it's not like Monopoly and Star Wars Monopoly. It's an yeah. entirely, <laughs> it's the same game, but it's yeah. an entirely different. The mechanics are are completely different. So if you like right. Seven Wonders, you will probably like this game, but it won't be the same. I mm. mean, it's not just a different coat of paint on top or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I I I personally prefer Duel because number one, it's quicker. I think yeah. that's one of the things that make me a little antsy with the base game. It's like waiting for people to decide what card they want <laughs> to keep. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the original one is up to seven players, when Duel is, of course, just one versus one. Yep, exactly. And plus, yeah. like, the extra slap of the gods in there is pretty interesting. Tracy, did, yeah. did you remember what's new in the second expansion? The second expansion, what was it? I think it's called Agora, and it focuses on... What is it? I just remember it's called Agora. <laughs> I'm gonna do a quick Google. Dual. Oh, there's a new board called the Senate comprising six separate chambers that provide players with benefits once they take possession of the area. Ah, and they're Senate. senator cards. Oh hmm. boy. Senator okay. cards. So it's focused like on the Rome. Rome yeah, I think, I think that makes sense. The picture on the front, I can see it's really tiny though. It looks like Caesar. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, it, I, yeah, Roman. it, it kind of looks Roman. Anything right. else on Duel? Super solid game. Oh yeah, and I think it's it's still in print, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, I would play it definitely again and still again. In print. Yeah, we took it with us to <laughs> the lake house and everything. <laughs> we never updated the scoreboard. It's been a yeah. while since we updated that scoreboard. I still have that scoreboard. Yeah, you yes. have the scoreboard. <laughs> we wrote it on the window of the cafe. I remember yep. it. But then I kept it in my notebook when we started opening the shutters <laughs> we, we kept it in the notebook once we actually had customers yeah <laughs> oh yeah and the th- another thing uh, a last point that i'd like to mention about this game is it doesn't have quite as large a footprint as seven no wonders. the cards are tiny 
Yeah, it's the fine. cards are super tiny, 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 but you do need a good flat surface because you're like layering cards on top of each other yeah. and like flipping them and, and grabbing them and stuff. So yeah. it's a logistical consideration that I think actually works in the favor of the title. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so what's up next? We've done Wonders, Duel, Santorini. I started to see that we're straying towards the east. Maybe okay. we can start skewing that direction. Does anyone have anything? How about the Middle East? <laughs> I have a curious question, though. Yeah. Um, because you're you're talking about like how it's Western mythology and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But how, how far are you going to be... How far is this going into in, the, in our timeline? Because technically, you're like... Let's say something from H.P. Lovecraft would be Western mythology also, would it? The thing with Lovecraft, though, is in itself, it's such a rich topic that I would just love to do a podcast on eldritch horror style games. Oh, that should be. Because like video games and board games both have so many titles. Yes. For the purposes of our discussion right now, we can can leave it out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. What about you, Rach? What do you think about that? No, isn't it the same that um, for Lovecraft, that's not sort of counted yet as like ancient history mythology because it's not really part of previous human beings, you know, who went from us? Or is it counted really as mythology that was in cultures? I guess the heart of the question is, where do you stop counting history as history? Yeah. That's so, true. yeah, wow. that's... That's, uh... that's for another podcast. <laughs> <Yep>. Okay. <laughs> We don't. We're not smart enough for that. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, I, I was just curious because I was just thinking about it. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so at this point, do we stay with board games? Do we move, but still um, stay Western? Do we have video games that are in the more Western? Yeah. I actually do have the Western and two kinds of Western mytho- mythology oh, okay. in one series. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think I know what this one is. You want to take a shot? Am I gonna guess it's God of War? Yes, you're right. It is God of War. And I'm pretty sure everyone has heard of it. But just to be sure and, you know, due diligence, let's go over the story of it. The player plays a Spartan warrior named Kratos. And his backstory is he spent like a decade under the employ of Olympian gods. And then... Ares specifically, right? um, at, at, At the start... I think of the thing he's asked by Athena to find the key to Pandora's box to kill Ares who's like running amok in Athens but it's revealed that Kratos actually did used to work for Ares who saved him and his army in a Spartan battle or something but because he's, he's he's a bit of a bitch tricked Kratos <laughs> into killing his own family so Kratos killed his family because he was tricked by Ares and so you go on the quest you, you're, you're a Spartan soldier you go on the quest you find the key to Pandora's box you kill Ares and become the god of war. Seems mm-hmm. like a terrible way to get the position of god of war because then you're always looking over your shoulder to see if someone's trying to kill you to be the new god of war. But I'm not a Greek god, so whatever, guys. <laughs> uh-huh. And then the, the, the franchise keeps going. He almost kills Zeus, who is also apparently revealed to be his dad. Are we supposed to say what can be revealed? <laughs> yeah, it's such an old game. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, he teams up with Gaia to take down Olympus and the Pantheon there. And then he goes through the whole yeah. Pantheon. <laughs> and then there are more Titans. The Furies are even in there. It's just, it's the whole Pantheon plus plus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, if it weren't so long, and if it weren't the kind of hack and slash, devil may cry, juggling people, destiny style with absurd combat, I would enjoy it. I get it and I tried it, but it's not my flavor of game. But the mythology in it, particularly the earlier Greek 
is interesting and if you want to be this badass who kills gods and mm-hmm. you're just a mortal and become a god yourself you might be into that it was across different systems you okay. had it for yeah it was even on handhelds it was there was a mobile version yeah that's the whole greek part and then in 2018 it came to the ps4 and they started messing with norse mythology yep right yeah they bring his boy into the mix <laughs> and the gods are all norse and all the names are harder to pronounce so i'm not going to try <laughs> because no uh, yeah so it's cool that they have revealed that there are going to be more games in the norse in that mythos going on so it's not the last time we'll see kratos and his kid okay what's his name uh, his name is Kate boy his name is boy his name yeah <laughs> He gets called boy, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, there's an interesting story behind that. Tux, are you aware of that? Which No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Atreus is the kid's name. But the thing is, if you've played the game at all, you know that Kratos keeps calling him boy. 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 Hi. The reason behind that, apparently, is because at the time they were recording that part of the script, they didn't have a name for the kid yet. Oh. Oh, okay. That actually makes sense. Okay. Right. And so like, yeah, let's just, let's just call him boy for now. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're Filipino, he's your Tito boy who uh, eats yeah. anything okay. with San Miguel beer. And boy. so it's, it's funny now because it's boy. Boy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yes, that's God of War. Yep. <laughs> okay. Does anyone. Yeah. I think uh, because you also mentioned that God of War started with Greek mythology, then I can mention uh, this other game that I found. It's called Apotheon, if anyone has ever heard of it before. It was released in 2015, so quite recent, I guess, if you look at it that way. It was 2D, side-scrolling action platformer, video game, single player, and it's by Alien Trap. It's for Windows, for Mac, for Linux, and PS4. So what makes this game interesting actually are two things, Greek mythology and art. So let's go with mythology first. So the player is a young warrior. So his name is Nicandreos. Hercules. No, it's not Hercules this time. (laughs) Hercules. The player is a young warrior named Nicandreos. So we see that his village and earth is already in shambles. This is the start of the game. It's basically the intro. So this is because Zeus wants to punish humanity. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Greek gods (laughs) acting like assholes. Yes. And also not much of a surprise. Someone else, another goddess, helps Nicandreos. And this is actually Hera, the goddess and wife of Zeus. So they want to go against Zeus and the other gods. The goal of this game is to defeat the gods to bring earth back to life. Kind of interesting that way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zeus is destroying Earth and they just want to bring it... Just, just, for, just for fun? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's, no, there's no specific reason. Gonna throw Zeus down acting some like a butt for funsies. <laughs> it's very on brand. Yeah. Yeah, the second one that I mentioned earlier was about the art. So I was looking at this and I find that the art of this game is really interesting. It's based on ancient Greek pottery. So can you picture it? Uh, the black yes. figure pottery. So imagine yes. the vase... The background of the game is the color of orange-red. 
and the player, the sites, the buildings, everything else, and all the other characters are in black paint. Oh, it's like the intro yeah. to the Disney Hercules movie. Yes, it's yes, exactly yes. what I was thinking. Yes, uh, and cool. even the songs yeah, of Hercules, if we're talking about Hercules Disney, yeah. And also Zero to Hero. Yes, yes, exactly. So that's kind of how you play that game. So you keep moving the character, you keep fighting, all of that. Oh, because it's a side-scroller. So you run, yes, yeah. you run around the yes. base. Okay. Yes, you run around the base. You go up, you go down. That's amazing. So uh, listeners, if you want to see it, go check it out. It's supposed to have a, a quite uh, positive reviews. I kind of want to try that. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe it'll go on sale. Yeah. It's on, it's on Windows. That's a really interesting yeah. content. Right. I'm sure Hercules can tell you. Yeah. What's a Grecian urn? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing missing from the game is a Michael Bolton track. That <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. I really would totally Aww. like to meet Michael Bolton. Now back to the good of. part. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing here is one out of the four of us here has actually met I guess well, met Michael virtually. Bolton. It just for work. So, <laughs> yeah, but, for work. yeah, virtually. He, he spoke to me. His his golden honey voice. <laughs> oh, that must have trickling into my so ear. Cool. It was amazing. Hello, Ren. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me about Jack Sparrow, the pauper of the surf, the jester of Tortuga. <laughs> Could a man want more? <laughs> okay, so. Uh, Apotheon. That that sounds cool, That's and cool. I actually okay. kind of want to try that, yeah, that now that I know about. I want to bring something up, but tag tax in. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, there's this game that I saw on Facebook, and they tagged you, Rich. It's Hades. Oh. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I have seen yeah. this. Tax has been playing it, it. I've been playing it since early access because yep. it's um, it's the game made by the. I think it's called Supergiant is the publisher. Yes. But anyway, um, they made Bastion, Transistor, uh, <laughs> Pyre, and um, what's that other one? Anyway, they have a lot of the a lot of their games are known for a its storytelling and b the unique graphics of it. Okay. Um, and Hades is not an exception. But the thing about Hades, I guess, that stands out compared to their other games is that it's not exactly a beginning and end kind of game where the okay. start is an end. It's a, it's a roguelite. You're playing the son of Hades. Uh, Zagreus. There it is. Uh, and then I believe he's the the son of Hades and Persephone. But Persephone oh. is missing. And oh. that's what you're trying to do. You're, try- you're looking for Persephone. So what you're doing is you're breaking out of Hades. So from from like wherever Hades Hades is the god <laughs> is you're trying to escape and move into the mortal realm to find your mom. Okay. So you're climbing you're climbing up Hades, something like that. Okay. So every time you die, you're just sent back down. So you just keep grinding and grinding. Okay. That's... Until you get out. Okay. And basically beat the game when you get out. Is like, that it? What, what's nice about it though, it's the only roguelike game where you feel invested in the characters. Okay, so in that game, to, you can talk to different uh, iconic characters from Greek mythology, Sisyphus, Achilles, the gods. And then you can give them gifts and it develops your relationship with them. Stardew Valley. Okay. <laughs> but you don't have to like pick like specific things. It's just an item, one item. It's, it's basically like a gift item. The more of that you give each person, the more of their story that you'll find out. So, okay. Or, or more like 
they'll deepen your relationship with that character. So they'll talk about themselves a lot more, things like that. So it's fun seeing like how each of them will interact with each other. Because also interestingly enough, like one of the characters, the two characters that are there are also um Orpheus, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Orpheus is there and so is Oh no. Eurydice. Right? Eurydice, yeah, yeah you're yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, Eurydice. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Well anyway, they're there and then it, it, it shows you their interpretation of their relationship oh, that's after cool. Eurydice gets banished to the underworld kind of thing. What's the gameplay like? It's like an isometric beat 'em up game. So Diablo I guess you can say it's Diablo, but it's a lo- it's like a roguelike. Okay, okay. Does that also mean that if you lose one level, you have to go back entirely? Yes. Yes. If you die, oh, okay. you go back to the very beginning and just go through. But um, certain things will stay permanent. Like if you find the new weapon or things like that. Uh, okay. You can use new weapons. At least you still have advantages, I guess. Yeah, 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 you'll have long-term advantages. There's there's a purpose for grinding it out anyway, at least. All right, so you're all rewarded. right. So it's not necessarily just you getting better, but also you're getting stronger too. Okay. For a roguelike, it's pretty good. Uh, it's a bit hectic, but that kind of game, it's fine for me. It's like that. But it's nice. It's okay. Nice, it's nice. Uh, and of course, the aesthetics is, are very nice. Too. Right. Pretty. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. That's Hades. Are there any other... I think we've beaten Greek mythology. Yeah, silly. <laughs> a lot of a lot of games really are also based on on the Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah it's one of the yeah. more popular. What about Eastern ones? Or I, Middle I Eastern? I think Rach has a uh, Middle yeah. Eastern. Okay. One. okay, okay, I can start with that one. Uh, for the uh, okay, so this is Western Asian. <laughs> it's the Five Tribes. It's board games. Have all of us have played this, right? This game. No, huh? You haven't played. Oh, it. really? I think you have. Okay, all right, all right. So this is Five Tribes. It's by Days of Wonder. But it's kind of curious that it says Five Tribes, but you only have two to four players. Yeah. <laughs> oh, missed opportunity. I know, right? They could have called it two to four yep. tribes. <laughs> so again, it's called Five Tribes, you guys, so you don't forget. <laughs> to be clear, two to four players. It's actually called Five Tribes because there are five colors, right? Red, yellow, blue, but only four at a time can be used. And green, yeah. The 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 meeples that it uses are five colors. Ah, yeah. uh, yes, yes, the meeples, yes. Uh-huh, Wait, what's uh-huh. the point of having if you can only play four players at a time? Well, that's how board games work, Ren. You can't play with five players with all the board games. <laughs> yeah, but so why not four tribes? <laughs> No, no, because, because the tribes are not the character. Okay, okay, wait, okay. Let me clarify yeah, this. Yeah. The tribes that we are saying as five tribes is not the players of the game. It's the characters of yes. the game. Oh. Because like Tax mentioned earlier, there are five tribes. So there's merchants, builders, viziers, elders, and assassins. So these are the meeples that you're going to use. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, that makes more sense. All right, yeah. so. <laughs> do you think it's acceptable yep. now? Yes, acceptable. Yes. Okay, so it's actually considered as a medium to heavyweight Euro game. Yeah, Five Tribes takes place in the fabled Sultanate of Nakala. Players move meeples to gain power and influence, and the points that they get, they earn tiles and VPs with meeples. So they have special abilities naman, the uh, the meeples. Like I said earlier, they're the merchants, builders, viziers, elders, and assassins. The mythology that we deal with here is actually about the jinns with different abilities. So 
If you like jinns and call them genies, I would actually kind of think about Aladdin, of course. But the jinns here are the supernatural creatures in the early pre-Islamic Arabian history. Uh, later, however, it becomes the Islam. Uh, it becomes of the Islamic mythology and even theology. Jinns are part of the theology. It's interesting on its own. It uses the different abilities of the available jinns. So, I guess as an example of the jinns that we use, there's like Enki. Isn't there one that's actually Jafar? Yes, oh. I was about to say Jafar yeah. is also one of the jinns. So, yes, uh, that's that's interesting because the ability of that jinn. Named Jafar is that at the game end, each vizier is three VPs instead of just one. The royal yeah. vizier. Yeah, the royal vizier. We're back to Aladdin, you guys. Yeah. There's an Inky also in Dual Pantheon. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. That's one of the games uh, for that oh, location. Also, we yes. have to clarify to, to summon these jinns, you had to sacrifice slaves, right? Yes, you do. Yes. Oh yeah, there's there's yes. that. But there is that. From my understanding, the newer versions of Five Tribes uh, are mm-hmm. don't use the word slave in the rule book anymore. <laughs> uh, and then I think there's a disclaimer also stating how like um, it was uh, like part of history, I guess. Like the, right. okay. the notion of you know sacrificing a slave or having slaves. Right, I remember that. Was part of history, Mm. and it's something that they just had to. They didn't just put in there for funsies. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll give you an example, I guess, because um, for our group, we actually got not a very new version of Five Tribes, right? Uh, Actually. So. I I believe mm -hmm. I got my copy because I knew that they were gonna change. (laughs) That's that's actually pretty smart. Is that what makes it valuable, you think? Makes it a bit more valuable. <laughs> so a jinn that is actually having something to do with that is Anunak, if you remember Anunak. But he has a cost. The cost is either one elder or one slave. Yep. <laughs> so you were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they use that. Yep. <laughs> Does anyone else have uh, another game from this area? There is one that mm-hmm. I have in mind, but it's something that I haven't, I haven't played in a long time. And also... Oh, go it's ahead. It's coming out uh, with a reboot on Kickstarter. Yeah, uh, but this is a... Wait, I get, does this count in the same area? It's Egyptian. Yes. All right. Yeah, okay. <gasps> is this Ra? Uh, no, but Ra is also a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, Ra! No, I was thinking more of Kemet, but now that I think about it, yeah, it, it should oh, be, it Kemet. Should be Egyptian okay. lore, I guess, but I don't think there's specific gods now that I think about it. Well, no, we're talking about mythology, so if it's got Egyptian mythology, then it's fair That's game. That's true. But oh right, because you're using the gods. Yeah, yeah, okay. But anyway, it's <laughs> okay. an area control game, and then you're using specific gods, and it's an area control game. Apparently, a very popular one that I, for some reason, haven't played a lot of, or and I haven't gotten to play in a long time. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to bring it up because that is part of the theme. But do you, do you have a copy of it? I backed the new one. I backed the new one. Ah, okay. Right, right, yeah. right. What you do have is Ra. But yes. we haven't. So Ra, this time, is uh, more of just an auction game, actually. Okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> auction? This is the one we haven't played yet before. Yeah, did you not know this? I had no Ra idea. Ra is part of the series along with modern art. Another auction yeah, game. Yeah, so I believe there's a trio <laughs> of auction games from that guy. 
and Ra and Modern Art are part of that trio. I forgot the third one. I know I don't own the third one. Okay. It, it really just involves bidding for specific tiles that score more points. Okay. <laughs> Theme-wise, okay. uh, but yeah, yeah, it follows an Egyptian theme because it, it involves... Um, Going through epochs, I believe. So different okay. eras in Egyptian it in Egyptian history there were multiple epochs, right? So it revolves around that, the how that game plays out. And you're bidding for tiles to score points and form a good civilization before the epoch ends. Oh. Yeah. Alright, alright. Yep, yep. And there's actually another game that's coming out on Kickstarter. Ah. Which is also <laughs> ah, yes. the third game in the trio of Eric Lang's games. Which we didn't bring up also, but actually we're not there yet. But anyway, his first game being Blood Rage, his second game being Rising Sun, and the third game, which is Ankh. There it is. It's called Ankh. And it is, this time, Egyptian mythology. So I'm sure we'll come, we'll bring up Blood Rage and Rising Sun in a bit, but uh, as this is the new, and we're also talking about Egyptian mythology right now, uh, that's, mm. that's the new one, so... It's also an area control game, but this time you can summon the gods themselves on the board. And, oh. Uh, I know that there's some kind of mechanic where the two players who are losing uh, join up and become one player. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's Something interesting. Like that. They can become allies like they're, that? They're forced, they're forced to become allies. Whoa. That's yeah, fascinating. So I, okay. I haven't read it throughout, through the rules, but it's going to be... Some kind of area control game for sure, where it's dudes on a board, which is what Eric Lang is popular for. Yeah. Um, yeah. And okay. you can summon a lot of the different mythological beasts also, like the Sphinx, uh, the oh, wow. The Rock. Wow, the rock. okay. Yeah, the, the Rock, yeah, the who's Scorpion the Scorpion King. king. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm sure Anaxinamun will be there too. Uh yes, yeah, so I would like to talk about it more, but I would, I I haven't read through the rules, <laughs> but it's also another Egyptian game okay. that's coming out. Wow! Fascinating. Okay. It's so interesting that we have a lot of games that we can play that are based on mythology, which is already a very interesting topic. Yeah, because it's such a broad, rich topic that like, and there's so much fiction yeah. about it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. It really, it's, it's perfect. Just perfect fodder, yeah. I guess, for for kind of board games. Like, yeah, there's enough Material. of it that you can just like pick out and then just use that facet of them, like you know, like Zeus. Yeah, like Zeus being a douchebag, like that's majority of it. But mm-hmm. generally, gods, yeah, being, gods dicks. being dicks, gods being good people. Mm-hmm. We've done Western. We've done Middle Eastern. What's next? Eastern. Yes, Tracy is correct. Hooray! <laughs> I didn't even... Ooh, a prize. <laughs> is it a board game? No. <laughs> no, the prize is you discuss first. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you have one for Eastern? For Eastern? I think it was just the same with Hades. I was like, and now the tax for Rising Sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, see, I, see, I, okay. I would I would talk about it because out of the three of us who did research... Okay. Um, I was the one who played it, but it was like 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. when we were playing that <laughs> game. <laughs> Why would you start the game at 3? It didn't start it at 3, but it went on until 3. Yeah, 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 and like, yeah. by that halfway through, I'm like, what's going on? There's turtles on the board and monsters and... Ugh. <laughs> I think that was when you understood why we left early that night. 
there was a tanuki, but it turns out it was just um, Bola's pants were loose. Mm. Oh, no. That's, that's not a nice image, but... <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, awesome. Rising Sun. It's 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 a beautiful game, like physically beautiful. Yeah, yeah I agree. And they've got the minifigs yeah. and uh, stuff, uh, right? which is a uh, signature thing of Eric Lang and also uh, Cool Mini or Not, which is the company that that made the board game along with. Because the board is like you could hang it on your wall, except you can't play the game. And it's large, <laughs> isn't it? I got the play. It's large. That's, it's your copy. Anyway, uh, tell us about yeah. it. Yeah. It's an area control game. It, it gets game. complicated and long because it, it's a pseudo-negotiation game. A little bit, yeah. yeah. So, uh, there's off-the-board sort of yeah. working. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. what Eric Lang wanted to highlight, I believe, in Rising Sun compared to Blood Rage, which is... Wait, to be clear, this is Japanese, right? Yes, it is Japanese. It is Japanese okay. gods and things like that. So it is also an area control game, but this time it's uh, fictional factions, but they're kind of like daimyo factions during feudal japan okay. before japan was unified you're vying for control of japan and to do that you have to usually beat out other players from specific areas in in this kind of japan <laughs> like they kind of generalize a lot of areas because there's kyushu there's uh yeah, Hokkaido yeah. And okay. things like that but like geographically i believe it's totally wrong like if you're trying to be accurate but anyway, <laughs> it's just a general representation of it. Yeah. So it's like alternate world Japan, Somewhat, maybe. Yeah. Mm, kind of. And then you can invoke a lot of the, a lot of spirits. A lot. Of, um, you gain favor from the gods by praying to them in the in your shrines, and things like that. So you can kill yourself. Actually, that is, that is actually <laughs> part of the game because. Oh, yeah, that's something you can yeah, do. Um, to restore your honor, you will kill yourself. <laughs> Or at least you will wow. have your have your forces commit harakiri. Yep. Something like that. Yep. And that will okay. give you more honor. Yeah. Okay. I just remember having the most honor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. This is when you were playing the game that night? Yes. Uh, that, that's also what he wanted to highlight um, in, you know, the Japanese culture and Japanese history and that how honor was a very big, uh, played a very big part mm. in... Uh, in Japan, sorry, yeah, in Japan, Japan. <laughs> right. So there are things in that game that you would do that would reduce your honor. There were things that would gain honor and things like mm. that. Okay. So it's a resource. Honor is a yeah, resource in this resource. kind of yeah. I think it cool. determines turn order or it, something. It you go dice, first if you dice. have. There you go. It's yet. a tiebreaker hierarchy, but um, your models are so limited in that game that where it actually will it matters a lot. Where where you are in the tiebreaker spot, yeah. And there are things that actually matter. Like if you're the lowest honor, uh, your other f- units will benefit also. So you can go that route and be dishonorable. <laughs> there's a lot yeah, going on a lot in that game, and I game. think I think you can you can partner up with one other player yes, or something. That's, that's how it works. Or you can break off. So like yeah. each at the beginning of each round. You are allowed to alliance with one player, and only and wow. only one player. Yes, but there's five players, so, there's so only, one person okay. is like. Yeah. <laughs> Does this keep you guys friends? <laughs> I think it was Bola in one game. <laughs> in one round, probably Bola, and then it was probably Bola. That's where negotiation comes in because yeah, with your allies, what happens is that your ally gets bonuses during the turns that you're active. 
So it's kind of like getting two turns in one round. Yeah. So it's very mm-hmm. beneficial for you to have an ally. But also, not as beneficial because in the end, there can only be one winner. So... Yep. Okay. <laughs> There's this balance. Betrayal. Yeah. And you can betray them in the middle of the round. So, you can. You wow. Can. So there is this balance can. in that game where you can't help him so much that you're losing by helping him. Yeah. But also giving him enough that he'll be enticed to help you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> there's this weird balance like that in that game. And that's really how the game plays. So, okay. So that's okay. why it involves a lot of negotiation. And there are a lot of uh, oh, yeah. open-ended mechanics in that game. Like There's the, so many. There's the betting yeah, part. The secret bidding. <laughs> Yeah, the bidding. <laughs> you really have to trust your opponent. Like sometimes he'll say, "Okay, I'll throw this round because I need my." Oh, and you yeah, won't do it I, because I need my money. Oh, so don't bet anything. <laughs> then you're like, ah, uh. and, and then, then he stabs yeah. you in the back. So, yep. <laughs> so there, there's a. That's a cool, like unscripted by the rules mechanic. Right, because you get to decide the car- uh, The players get yeah. to decide their actions. Yeah, you're not bound by the rules exactly to honor your word. Yeah, yep, exactly. It's kind of difficult be- because you have to ask the actual players. Yes, exactly. Something like that, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this what kept you awake from midnight to 3 a.m.? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, wow. That's, that's the only bad part I can say about The good part and bad part about that game is the negotiation. One day I'd like to play this again. Not at midnight. Mm-hmm, not at midnight. Maybe try it kind of early in the day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, after lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any video games of the Asian mythology? Pers- I can think of... Uh, there's another one based on Japanese mythology as well, but this time it's a video game. It's called Okami, if anyone has played it before. I watched my brother finish. <laughs> so it's an action-adventure video game and single-player. If all the listeners are still listening, hello. Uh, this yeah, one is game, by actually. Capcom, and it was first released in 2006. But Okami HD is now available for um, a lot of other things, including the PlayStation 4, Windows, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch also. So if you want to buy it, go get it. Because I think that for this game... It sort of has the same interesting parts, as I mentioned earlier, with Apotheon. So it's Mm. also the mythology and the art of this game. Yes. So the mythology of this game, of Okami, is a combination of Japanese mythology and folklore. So it tells the story of how the land, Japan, is trying to be saved from the curse of the darkness. And the one who tries to save this is Amaterasu. So she is the Shinto sun goddess. Ah. She turns into a white wolf, which is the reason the game is called Okami. And the attempt of uh, Amaterasu is to restore nature. So that's basically the story of it. So uh, the other interesting part is the art. This one actually uses a lot of Japanese things as well. So it's a combination of sumi-e. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a colorful ink wash painting. Yes, the art style, yes. So it's a type of East Asian brush painting with black ink. Right, yeah. Yes, but uh, for the video game, it's colorful. And it also uses, uh, the game also uses Japanese watercolor. So the player actually gets involved into the participation of painting. So sometimes there are, uh, even in the intro, uh, you needed a bridge because the bridge was wrecked. So what you did as the player, you would paint the bridge Oh. And so you actually oh, granted, cool. I know, right? So you actually granted the video game a bridge that you painted. Oh, that's that's nice. cool. That's a nice concept. That's cool. And that's basically what the game is about. And that also what makes the video game pretty cool. Yeah, I'm looking at images of the 
I have not played this game. Yeah, I'm only it is familiar amazing. with it in passing. The graphics, the art style is, yes. is quite striking. I mean, it's like yeah, yeah it's very iconic. Yeah, yeah, it's a traditional Japanese sort of cell shaded y yep. kind of Yes. And I believe it's yeah, as mentioned, it's an action adventure game, so it it has like a God of War ish feel where you're going around using different weapons and stuff, beating up evil spirits. Along with, of course, yeah. the painting. Yeah, but it's actually more colorful. And uh, even when you... Because when we mentioned earlier that Amaterasu is the sun goddess, right? And she's trying to grow back nature, restore nature. Uh, it's really interesting that when she's the white wolf, whenever she jumps or lands on the ground, it just spreads out some leaves yeah. from flowers, the feet. Flowers start <laughs> yeah. blooming. Flowers, yeah. Some, sometimes they're leaves, depending yeah. on whatever season it is. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it's... The mythology and the art, yeah. All right, so I guess we go to our next um, part of the topic. Yeah. Yeah, I think the one who's got this going is Tracy. Oh, it's me. Yeah, so we go more specific into Philippine mythology. Ah. Hooray! <laughs> Yay! I'm actually excited yeah. to learn about it. Yeah, Um. At, at first, you would think that there really isn't much. I think we're more on stories and less on games here. Mm-hmm. But apparently, there are a There's bunch. one game. That I know called Anito. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. It's super old. It was in 2003. Is um, that super it, old, oh guys? That's super old. That yeah, but like count as super old. That's more than ten but years But the ago. thing is, yeah, Rich. <laughs> it's ah, ten years fine. Ago. I guess we're it, talking about the technology as well. Yeah. Sure. So it's it's called Anito. It was developed by Anino. I don't know if it's the same Anino company now. Anito Anino Play Lab. That's where my sister works now. Oh, maybe it is. Um, okay. But anyway, uh, it was developed by Anino Entertainment in 2003, and it's actually the first Filipino-made PC game, according oh, to Wikipedia. <laughs> Uh, the game and I'm gonna quote it yeah it's very Diablo yeah Yeah, the game also became a turning point that spawned the birth of game development industry in the Philippines so I think that's worth mentioning Um, I don't think it's really so much about mythology than it is like folklore Um, I didn't read much about how mythology ties into the story other than you probably fight a tikbalang at some point or something okay Yeah, but like what Tak said, the graphics of it aren't that great. But then this was 2003, and it's the first one developed here, so... My understanding is that yeah. the gameplay wasn't that good either. But also, yeah. Okay. The graphics wow. is, is, I, me, for me, uh, personally, I don't mind playing a game with, like... Not horrible, but, you know, like... As long as it's, it's enough for me to understand what's going on and appreciate the style right. or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but anyway... Yes. But yeah, so that was uh, that's like way back in 2003. Um, something right. more recent was developed in 2014 and then released two years later in 2016. It's called Nightfall. Oh. Um, okay. It's a survival horror video game where okay. the story is that you're a field journalist in 2008 uh-huh. looking into mysterious disappearances in an abandoned mansion. Whoa. And I okay. think there's a there's a backstory to the stuff that's going on in that mansion. Like in the Spanish era, there was this girl at Meganon. So I think the like what's going on here is that there are evil spirits here, and like you fight all sorts of monsters and things okay. from Philippine mythology that I'm even I'm not familiar with. Like we mm-hmm. know the usual, like the tikbalang, the aswang, the mananggal. Like a bunch mm-hmm. of them are in there, but like there are 
way more other things that they touch on here, which I think is pretty yeah. cool. I actually just wow. I just read through this because uh, our uh, Carl, Carl, our friend, who is a uh, actually like a historian, right? He does his research on Philippine folklore. He actually asked me to right, like right. proofread his uh, Manananggal book. Wow, okay, okay. <laughs> it's a whole book. Right. On it. Yeah, but it is more like. Yeah, like what Rach said, like, it is just basically like a flip book of a uh, of a bunch of the manananggals from each province. Wow. Oh, okay. It just gives you the different cool. descriptions of them and how they differ from each other. That's the reason why there are like disappearances in that mansion. I forget how it ends. The whole title is Nightfall Escape. <laughs> um, you're the journalist. I think her name was Ara, something like that. Okay. And then like you go there with like your companion and he just falls asleep and when you're gonna go into the mansion but you're like guess he's asleep gonna go in here anyway <laughs> that's part of the story it was pretty funny but okay. you're, you're a gung-ho journalist looking into that because you want to save the newspaper that you work for by coming oh, up with a really a spicy article? like really interesting okay. story yeah yeah, so I think ah, she looked into that. So that was the that was the thing for this one. So it's a survival horror one. Okay. Um, so yeah, it says escape, right? So does it mean that you have to escape Get from out the, of mansion? the mansion? Yes. Oh, yes all right. All right. It does. I'm looking at screenshots and stuff. It does have a very strong Resident Evil vibe right? to it. Yeah. Oh, Except, I wonder if we can yeah. ask if that was an inspiration. <laughs> Probably. I mean, yeah, survival horror. Mm. Um, In 2014. I think it. Yeah, yeah it it might have been. Uh, I'm kind of curious. It's ten dollars on Steam. Wow, we can probably try yeah, it. Okay, um, another one which has not been released yet, but I remember seeing ads of it on Facebook and social media last year. It's okay, Bal- it's Balete City. I think you might have seen it also. It was shared a lot. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember um, the character models. Yes, it was being developed last year. But anyway, okay. it's, it's called Balete City. And it's an open world kind of thing. It's set in a rural town somewhere in the Philippines. Um, and I, I looked at videos of Yuma, like playthroughs of some parts. And okay. I don't see yet how they've tied in the mythology stuff into it. But so far, they just showed Yuma, like how you fight different creatures that show up in the town and stuff um okay but yeah but it's mostly on how they were talking about now you're gonna encounter my encanto and stuff like that mm-hmm. man. yeah so i think it's it's going to try and touch on the diff like other um parts of philippine mythology now we don't really get to see much of because we like to focus on the big bad ones, right? Yung and stuff like that. I think this the one... The usual suspects. Yeah, I think this one looks into the like different ones, I think. Uh, it's okay. it's on Patreon, I think. Um, it's still ah. under development. We won't see it probably until 2022. Wow. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> two years from now. Well, at the rate we're going, it's basically next week. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. So that's Belete City. I really like that a lot of the ones that you've mentioned are ones with creatures. One more I can think of, okay. and it's a little off tangent in that it is a game, but 
when we talked about mythology and we touched on the Philippine mythology part, I actually thought of the stuff that our students in information design were actually doing. It's a mm. pretty popular topic, um, Philippine mythology. Okay. So last year, one of them worked on a video game project mm. on Philippine mythology. I think it's worth mentioning. I don't know if they plan on developing it further now that they've graduated. But um, it's called Agimat. It's a student thesis on Philippine mythology developed by Justin Umali, Gabe Escalao, and EJ Chongko. So it's a joint information design, computer science thesis thing. Oh, um, that's cool. Um, so the intention was to try and reintroduce like Philippine lower mythology to the Gen Zers. <laughs> yeah, on a, okay. in a, on a dynamic medium. So yeah, that's the whole thing, right? Since it's a thesis, it needs to be educational, sort of. Yeah, I think one of his sources was Carl. He also tries to focus on lesser-known creatures in Philippine mythology while okay. still touching on the ones we are familiar with. So that's not all too different or unfamiliar. I do like, though, the story behind it, or the story it revolves around. The story of it is that your character is a doctor. And okay. you're looking into mysterious deaths in the hospital that you work at. Like, I think deaths of, like, babies or something like that. Okay. Um, and, like, you, you're, a, you're a man of science. And you're like, I don't believe in mythology. Oh, very <laughs> X-Files, Dana Scully kind of approach to that. That's cool. I like that. And then, like, when these things start happening, like, he was taught at a young age about mythologies. He's like, hmm, okay, these things are happening. And then I guess he runs into these creatures, right? Like for example, in one floor of the hospital, the lights are out, and you don't know. You need to get out of that place. It's a maze. It's a, it's like a puzzle game. Does okay. make balang pala, and I think the story behind it is like they lure you. Yeah, so you get lost. Yeah, you you get lost. So the way to defeat it, diba, is like you you reverse your shirts. Yes. Yeah, diba yes, right. like. Like stuff like that. It's amazing um, the, that we're all familiar with those stories. Well, of course. Yeah. Oh. It's <laughs> yeah, and I think what's what's clever about the the gameplay of that was how do you inject that knowledge? Now, how do you know that you need to reverse your shirt to defeat this like monsters? So you don't get lost. Um, I think it's in the controls that they make, like in the mechanics of the game. So for this okay. one, it's amazing. So. When you press the directional buttons on the keyboard, like it's going in different directions, so you need to figure out. Oh, that's nice. You need to figure mm-hmm. out which keys to press to get out, or you run into the tikbal and he fights you and <laughs> you die. <laughs> <laughs> what if you had to uh, to do that to your own shirt? How will the video game know? <laughs> no, it was just a joke, you guys. <laughs> My webcam, <laughs> uh, I think one of the um, unfamiliar creatures he introduces is called the Berberoka. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Mm. I only found out about it through this game. Yeah, there's a lot of vitamin C. No. He's high in vitamin C. <laughs> it's a water creature. I, I also only know that because of is it, Carl. Is it, is Carl it, is it at least orange? No, no. it's not. That's Swampy. It's <laughs> not. It's a water creature. Um, I think it tries to drown you or something. Yeah, I, I don't wanna like it's a it's a demo game. It like the demo has like three like creatures. Okay. I don't know how many they planned in like originally. But yeah, the two of them are the more familiar ones, the Tikbalang and the Mananangal at the end. Um okay. the one in the middle is the Berberoka. 
But basically, it's about the doctor. He tried to figure out, okay, what do I remember from Philippine mythology stories that was told to me by like my parents, my grandparents, mm. to defeat this thing? Because I think yung dulo was yung manananggal. And I think part of the mythology of manananggal is like, they attack pregnant women or something like that. Right. So, siya yung big boss dun sa game. Oh. But yeah, the, the mechanics, like, they cleverly adapt the mechanics of it into, like, the actual knowledge of mythology and stuff. So that's wow. cool. But that, that's always right, an interesting right. point to play upon when you're talking about mythology. And a lot of it also is that sometimes what you believed in in mythology or what you learned about it was explained by science. That's the part of also it. true. I mean, how would you explain rising, the sun rising? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, the whole point of mythology yeah. uh, mm. as a as a human construct is to yes. try to to try to make sense of of natural yeah. phenomena. Yeah, and it has a lot of things to do with even weather, every time of the day, all of that. Oh, yeah. that well, that was yeah. In making sense of natural phenomena, you added to the. These mythologies, as rich and dense as they are, have nuggets of wisdom. Oh, yeah, mm, definitely. Like, yeah, that are in there. And the mythology exists to pass down this information. I mean, before we had libraries, before yeah. we had the internet, before yes. we had writing, yeah. even. Yes. One yes. of the easiest, one of the most mm, human ways to, to give something that permanence in memory is by telling yep. a story. Yeah. Yes. So that's pretty cool. And it's, it's really cool, I think, after all this time and as the media changes. Oral tradition, you got uh, literature, stories, books, you everything like that. And now we're in a time where we've got this new storytelling medium, this new thing to remember things yeah. by. And they're board games and they're video games. Yeah. Yeah. And it continues this this human need for a story, this human need to know and remember things. And yeah, on the surface, it feels like, oh yeah, it's just a fun thing to pass time and stuff. But like you look back far enough and you, you think back hard enough and you look closely enough, there's actually a deeper purpose. This is just more of our yeah. human story in trying to remember. And the reason of, of stories like this staying is for one to remember them. Yep. Yeah, it's just in a different form. It's a board game now. Yeah. It's a video game. Now. Like, who would have thought even kids <laughs> now still know about the mythologies that we grew up with? So that's pretty cool. That's it true. makes it accessible yeah. to a broader audience than if it were just oral tradition. Yeah, just... and it makes it interesting for them too. Like, yeah. To, be, to access it in these ways that make it less of like just reading about it or hearing about it and it's actually interacting with it in some way. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, I do agree. It, it's a great... Great topic, and we could still go on and on for even maybe another hour, another two hours, just talking about different games and different mythologies. Yeah. But we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. Um, it, it was a great episode because uh, you, you get to see, I guess, the interaction of old and new. We're still seeing a lot of things that have been passed on to each of us through different means, through different interpretations. This podcast, I think, might come out a bit vague because uh, it's very hard to talk about everything that needs to be <laughs> talked about when we're talking about mythology and games. And Such a rich oh, yeah. topic. It's a, oh, yeah, exactly that, a very rich topic. Yeah, and also just talking about the game itself as a game, yep. it's nice to see also how like these things would enrich how you play the games. Like, uh, like yeah, uh, your experience is very different because... You're experiencing it through mythology, right? Um, either by things that you have known maybe before and seen in a different light, 
or maybe things you didn't know and just learned about now. I guess that's all. The end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> so this has been episode four. Four, right? Yes. Yes, this has been episode four of the Random Levels podcast. It's been about mythology in games. Thank you for listening and see you next time. This has been Ren. This is Tax. This is Rach. And this is Tracy. Thanks for listening and stay tuned. We're going to uh, let you know what the next topic is and we'll see you again well, next time. say who the next... We don't, we don't know, know yet, yet, like usual, right. yeah. We have to choisy it. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, All right. everyone. Thanks, guys. See you next time. See you next time. Bye.